What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in a living color from the Radio What studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. Let me say it one more time. DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you could have me at your next event. I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Speaking of people that need to be entertained, here comes an entertainer. Teresa Carmony is on the show today. Who's Teresa Carmony? Well, you're going to find out in the next few minutes. So stick around. This week's shows, well, my one public show as we're breaking out of this COVID-19 coronavirus thing that's going on is on Friday nights at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. It's the video dance party, karaoke jam. Yeah, I said karaoke. You're the stars of the show. All I'm doing is pressing buttons. Maybe I'm playing a little background music here and there. They have a full bar, kitchens open, pool tables. There's a pool tournament on Friday nights from 8 p.m. until 1 in the a.m. Come on out and play with us. Now we are taking care of each other and keeping vigilant as we're breaking out of COVID-19 quarantine. And make sure that you wear a mask on the way in the door. And then while you're walking around and interacting with people, make sure you keep that mask up. And but, but when you're sitting down having your drinky drinks and having some good food, you could take the mask down. How about that? Taking care of each other, keeping vigilant, and we'll get through this. We'll get through this coronavirus thing. All right. Come see me at the RAB Friday night, 8 p.m. Do it. Conway, Arkansas. All right, uh, let's get into it with Teresa Carmony. Now, I am getting her on the Skype. So if you're listening to the audio version of this, I encourage you to check out the video version on my YouTube, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Keys Dan, or just look up Keys Dan on YouTube and you'll see the Radio What logo right next to my name. Hey, pretty easy. Make it simple. All right, let's get into it with Teresa Carmony. Skyping Teresa Carmony now. All right, then, Teresa Carmony. You know what I liked about yeah. your Facebook page? I was looking at your Facebook page. It has a pronunciation key. It says Carmony, yeah. like harmony. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, I had to do that because people, they'll, they'll call me Carmony or Carmony, and it's like, no, Carmony, let it flow. <laughs> Carmony sounds good. As long as somebody's giving you money for a car. <laughs> it does. That part sounds good. But the pronunciation, you know, I'm kind of particular about that. So it's, you know. You're giving yeah. the people good advice. If somebody messes up your name, you make sure that you correct yeah. them because your name is important. You know, Shakespeare said, what's in a name? A rose by any other name would smell as sweet. But no, our names, we're very connected to them. Our moms and dads, they gave us a name for a reason, right? Yeah. So who gave yeah. you the name? Yeah. Teresa. Yes. Actually, Carmony is not my maiden name. My maiden name is Odom, but uh, Carmony is from when I was married, you know. Um, yeah, but I still, I don't want it messed up. 
No, no. <laughs> you, you have a name. You you brand it. You you put it out there to the world. Yeah. I mean, if anybody looks up Teresa Carmody, they're going to find you everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. You're building a brand. But I think I'm going a little for- forward. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, give the people a little idea of who you are, Teresa Carmody. Well, I grew up, well, the first part of my life, I grew up in South Carolina, Denmark, South Carolina. And my mom joined the military when I was about 11 years old. Um, from there, we just, we went to like Texas and Germany and Colorado. And now I'm back home in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. But um, just music, I have music on both sides of my family. My mom's, my dad's, and um, my grandmother on my dad's side used to want to make it. Um, she wanted to go to New York to sing a professional. And then there's my mother. She sings opera, trained in opera, but she sings a lot of gospel. Um, and then there's me, country, 80s music, you know. But that's been like all of my life, my whole family, you know, so. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm class of 1986, so the 80s, you're speaking my language. Yeah. Whenever you come down my, my social media feed and you start singing, I hear, you know, the music from the 80s and it's all genres. It's not you're not limited to anything, but you put your your soulful uh, you, you have a soulful spin that you put on every song. You make it your own. It's fantastic. You feel it when you're singing it. Teresa Carmody, you feel it, but it's in your blood. You've already alluded to it. That your mom and dad were both into it. Your grandparents were both into it. You know, so uh, you know you had no choice but become creative. So, well, I mean, tell yeah. Since your mom was in the in the army and she moved you around a little bit, what was her job in the army? I loved it. I'm not the one that had to be in the military, but you know, but I love the traveling. I love meeting the people. You know, it was just it, it was nice. Everywhere we went usually felt like home, even though it wasn't home. You know, it, we. I don't know, especially Germany, you know, it was, it was really nice. No, but what and job did, what job did your mom have? Sorry, she was a cook in the military. That's the one she chose. So, you know, but I know it was kind of strenuous on her, you know, at times, but, um, but she didn't really have to go. Well, they still had to go to field, even though she was a cook, but you know, she, she, she enjoyed it and wanted to make a career of it, but she was medically injured. So, you know, that uh stopped it well yeah. well i mean how much of your life did, did that take i mean was that that like your youngest part of your life so you what age were you when you when she got out of the military i was 18 when my mom and then ended up getting out of the medical 1990 so so you spent yeah, your whole six years of my you spent like a lot of formative years uh, in the in, while you were as a military brat if you will yes was i loved it Every minute. <laughs> yeah. so did you le- learn any German? What part of Germany were you in? I did. We were in Neu-Ulm, Germany. It's down by Stuttgart, Munich, Augsburg, um, Wiley Post. And we were on uh, in Vorfield housing area, Vorfeld. But I, the, that's, that's an experience just all of its own. It's, you know, it, it was beautiful. Yeah. Besides yeah. school, you had a life experience. Now, what what flavors did you take from Germany? Because there there's a lot of music that comes out of yeah. Germany as well. The polka music and all that, you know, the, yeah, definitely. Well, where we were with the Dodge um, under the, I don't know, the Dodge system or whatever, we would receive music, 
you know, a lot later than the United States. Most, most of the United States, like we're listening to lean on, listening to lean on me way after it came out. And you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it was really slow. We get, I think if I remember correctly, I think it took maybe six, seven months or something, maybe even longer than that to get a song, to hear a new song. Yeah. So it's, it's funny yeah. this morning, the, the music of 1983 came up and I was talking and, and somebody, uh, somebody said, Hey, can you tell me uh, what was the number one song in 1983? And I said, well, it was either Michael Jackson or the police, depending on which, uh, uh, depending on which uh, chart you were looking at. And he said, wow, you're good. You are a good DJ. Cause it was every breath you take was number one on this chart. And then uh, Billy Jean, was the second one on this chart. Now I'm guessing you were there. Were you there in the eighties? I, 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 you know, it's tough yeah. when I'm doing this, I'm trying to get a timeline, but you never want to ask a woman her age, but you know, well, you can go ahead and Hey, you can go ahead. I don't mind. I'm 51 <laughs> years old. And, and until I was 50, I was real hesitant to tell people my age. But then as soon as I turned really? 50, man, I was like, I'm 50. I'm celebrating it. Yeah, I love it. You know, looking. I mean, you, I mean, not that that's a bad thing. You know, the age is not a bad thing, but you don't look fifty. You said fifty-four. <laughs> Fifty, fifty-one, wow. fifty-one. Yeah, I'm fifty-one years old. You know, yeah. class of eighty-six. Uh, but uh, okay, so when you were eighteen, uh, what year was that? Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Class of ninety rules. So yeah. you know, so what songs? Do you, uh, <laughs> I guess you wouldn't know which songs you were getting a little bit too late. As, which lean on me were you talking about? Club New Club Nouveau or Yeah. Oh Club Nouveau. the bouncier one. We we had that was when Samantha Fox was out. We were I was there from nineteen eighty-five mm-hmm. to eighty eight in um, Germany. So yeah. And oh. then Michael Jackson, of course, Bad was out. I didn't really like that one. I, I wasn't really a fond of that song, but you know, that's when that around that era i was just kind of like eh. well it's, it's hard to make <laughs> lightning strike twice i mean talking about michael jackson he comes up with off the wall which has my favorite song my favorite michael jackson song of all time and, you know and then and then he comes up with uh thriller oh my goodness how are you going to top that how are you going to top yeah. that and all the music that came out of the 80s that's my jams man that's all the stuff that i grew up with <laughs> oh yes so thriller tell, yeah off the wall i i do some of the songs there you know not too many but thriller yeah that was mine <laughs> yeah <laughs> dance shout take your body down to the ground oh man for sure shake your body down to the ground oh yeah <laughs> you're sending little chills up my spine girl i like that <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> Whatever. No, because you're singing oh. right through me. I'm. I got headphones on. For those that are oh. listening to the audio version of this, I encourage you check out the video version. It's on YouTube.com forward slash user forward slash Keys Dan. Find it. You get to see her beautiful face right there next to me. See, as I'm pointing, I'm pointing at your face right next to me. <laughs> thank you that's sweet all right so growing up in south carolina i guess your young life my let's see my step my half brother's uh family his dad is from was it greenville greenville south yeah that's up north yeah well well, somewhere in the mountains Mm -hmm. i remember i used to go there and there was like waterfalls and mountains and the the one time i was real small but i remember there was some, some waterfalls there and my mom she was uh, trying to 
trying to get out on this little ledge to get a picture of the waterfall off the side of the ledge. It was just, it seemed dangerous to me, but hey, I was a little kid. I couldn't say anything to her. But, but, oh my uh, God. But what, what? I haven't even been up that far north in South Carolina. Well, maybe when I was younger, but you know, I don't recall that. So, well, what's I, life wow. like for a, a young Teresa Carmody in South Carolina? Oh, oh my gosh. We grew up like hillbillies on my, my dad's side of the family. And then we have my mom's side of the family out in a village outside of Georgetown, South Carolina. And I got to hang clothes, wash clothes, hang clothes by hand wash clothes and the big tin tubs you know i don't know if you know what i'm talking about oh I my great-grandmother had a board you know and they had this washing machine that that had the little it's you know it's spun or span like well, however you say it the little rollers on it that's how i grew up you know and just uh eating like going fishing with my grandfather and eating all, whatever he caught you had to eat Saltwater fishing or saltwater fishing or freshwater fishing? Well, I'm talking about hunting. He would, it was freshwater fishing mostly. He would go to rivers, a lot of rivers and stuff. But the hunting, man, we've had like turtle, squirrel, raccoon, you name it. I grew up hearing a lot of music and singing and eating a lot of that nasty stuff that I wouldn't touch these days. Sorry. Um, <laughs> bare feet running out in granddaddy's field on the farm and it was it was you know i'm writing a book about it actually it's called oak trees and moss oh. so, see that's a good yeah. upbringing I, I grew up in in south florida the florida keys and you know in the everglades and i remember going out oh. in the everglades getting into the mud getting all you know getting dirty getting you know becoming yeah. part of the earth part of the nature and i yeah. think that it helps to build your immune system. The kids today, they don't, man, and I'm going to sound old in three, two, one. The kids today, they don't uh, play outside anymore. They're inside on their video games. We're so afraid to let them go outside and play. My mom, and I'm sure, you know, look at listening to your upbringing, you know, you would go outside and you would be home, uh, you know, when the, uh, when the, the street lights came on, if there were any street lights at all. So, I mean, oh, yeah. do you remember going out with your friends, uh, riding bikes or? In Germany, not when I was younger. I wasn't allowed to really go that far. My grandfather, I'd want to go to like my friend Tori's house at the time. And that was when I was about fourth to sixth grade. And uh, he, she could come see me, but I could never go see her by myself. You know, like, no, 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 no. You know, you're not riding that far. No. But as I, as I grew older, uh, Texas, I started having a little more freedom. I was about 12, almost 13 or around 13 before we left there. And then Germany, I had a, a tad bit more freedom there, you know. Um, uh, but the friends thing started when I was in Germany, you know, when I hit my teenage years. And it was, oh, we had a blast. Go walking and singing and go visit the German parks. And it was really beautiful, really nice, you know. Well, let me back up for a second and find out what part of uh, Texas were you were you in? Do you remember? Fort Hood, Colleen, Fort Colleen, Fort Hood, yeah. Fort Hood for Fort, a year. <laughs> Fort Colleen, are they combined? Is that the same place? Basically, we didn't live on Fort Hood, but we lived outside. It's the city of Colleen, and it's oh. I, I don't really know how to explain it, but uh, <laughs> um, but we live we didn't live on Fort Hood, but my mom was stationed at Fort Hood. Yeah, Fort Hood's but, like uh, a big one. I, that's one that I definitely have heard of, heard yeah. about. And I've I've never been in the armed forces. My 
my brother got into the Navy and he, he got stationed. I guess he went to Great Lakes or, or as he called it, Great Mistakes. And then he went to uh, Orlando uh, for the rest of his career. Never got on a yeah. boat in the Navy. Six years, never got on a boat. I don't yeah. know how that happened. But I tried to get in the Navy and I got in a motorcycle wreck and ah, that ruined Sorry. my career. Oh, well, <laughs> medically discharged before I even got in. So how about that? Yeah, I, I never got in. But uh, uh, but your mom, you know, she she taught you a few things just by traveling around the world and cooking. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's a job you could take outside of the armed forces and use. So what did she do when she uh, when she got out of the army or was it the army? Yeah, the army. You're right. What did yeah. she do when she got um, out of the army? Did. My mom cooked before she went in the army. When she was in the army, after after coming out of the military, you know she's she loves to cook. Our, our whole family, both sides, seafood and soul food. That that's what we eat. So what's <laughs> or the, ate, I should say. What's the special dish? What 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 do you remember growing up with that was special uh, to your mom? Perlo rice. I what? love it. It's like it's rice. With salt, it's salt and peppered, and you have chicken in it, or you have like ham hocks or something in it, and it is so so stinking fattening, but it's really tasty, really good. What's the name of it again? Perlo rice. That's per what we called it. Perlo rice. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I'm gonna yeah. have to get the recipe on that like one. Maybe put it in the show notes. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna send all my <laughs> listeners over to your website, uh, over to you. So you, they can get the recipe from you and find out a little bit more about what that is. Because it sounds delicious. Thank you. You know what? I'm still in the process of setting up a website, okay. like a, an official website. Yeah. You know, I have the Facebook one, but I'll give them the recipe any day. <laughs> so it's not a secret, uh, Carmony recipe. Not secret. You can no, put no, that no. out to the world and maybe put it as, as an addendum to your book that you're writing. Yes. Everybody can try it. <laughs> That's fantastic. See, that would be a little hit, a little extra Easter egg. You know, people think that they're reading a book about you or reading a book about you growing up in South Carolina, you know, in the in the woods as a hillbilly yeah. <laughs> using yeah. your own words. I think hillbilly, it's like a badge of honor to a lot of people. Uh, you know, it I, is. <laughs> I, I love it. I married a hillbilly. OK, uh, she she grew up in uh, Jasper, Arkansas. And, you know, so oh, I, I don't really know too much about it, but but wow, up in oh the hills, gosh. up in the hills. So put that on the walking tour as you're doing the what makes you famous walking tour, Jasper, Arkansas. Yeah. And then what part of South Carolina are you in right now? Yeah, I'm outside of West Columbia. I'm in Swansea. It's like a little town, really small town. West Columbia is just basically the whole area is basically Columbia. You know what I mean? But they have it divided in sections. There's Swansea, then Gaston, then they have West Columbia. Then they have, what's the other one? Casey. And then it goes back to West Columbia, which is weird. I have never heard of anything like that, but uh, Fort Lauderdale, but, uh, Fort Lauderdale was like that being uh, the biggest city in Broward County in South Florida, Fort Lauderdale yeah. would take all the unincorporated parts of, of Fort Lauderdale, like you would have Fort Lauderdale, then uh, Car uh, Cooper City, then Davie, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're in Fort Lauderdale again, going west. You know? Yeah, and I was in Fort Lauderdale back in uh, 1990, actually, when I was 18, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, and we went, we went to a little town called Eustis, Florida. Well, you, I'm sure you probably heard of it. You know, yes, but, we call it Useless, but, yeah. Useless Florida. <laughs> I'm sorry to the people from Eustis, Florida that are listening. 
<laughs> oh. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna wow. get it for that. I'm gonna get lots of emails right now. Oh, it's oh. just what we called it. It just sounded right. It rhymed like harmony and it harmony. It rhymed. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but I I play. I kid. You know, just learning yeah, a little bit about right. where you're from and how how you came to be who you are. The music was always there. What kind of music were you listening to growing up? Mm-hmm. I mean, in Germany. You said that you were getting the stuff late, but were you were yeah. you at least touched by any of the, the German music? Were you flavored there? German music. Well, when we went to the fest, you know, like the I didn't go to the Oktoberfest. We went to like small fests around Wiley Post and, you know, we'd always hear the, the, the German music playing and there was beer everywhere. I mean, you know, it's just it's, it's probably raining beer out there. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But but, you know, it just it was it was an experience I'll never forget. I loved it, you know, and, and, um, and the, the culture, the people just, I had, I missed my German friends, you know, not only did I have friends from school, but I had friends from the economy, the German economy. And, and it was really, it was a blessing. And, um, as far as how I came to be in Denmark, you know, my, my, like I said, my grandmother on my dad's side, he, she, he, she used to want to go sing in New York professionally. I would just, I grew up, hearing her sing hymns and, and like gospel hymns. And our, my grandfather's radio was set. We could not change the station. It played country during the week. And on the weekend, we may have gotten to listen to some like gospel quartets. That's it. Every now and then he would change it. But every day it was set to the same country station. And you know, where I'd wake up to hearing Kenny Rogers or Dolly Parton or Alabama, Oak Ridge Boys, Lee Greenwood, you know, the Judds. I just, I was just, and then every now and then we get to hear records of Michael Jackson or, or Shirley Caesar. And, you know, just, it was, it was really, I don't know. I, I just, I really miss it. You know, I, I miss that part of my life, but. Well, I um, find it. And it I miss them. Yeah, I find in our younger days that we're at the mercy of our parents. Yes, I listen mm-hmm. to a lot of sixties and seventies. I have a love for mm-hmm. Elvis Presley. I, you know, because yeah. of my grandma. Uh, you know, the Beatles were definitely in there. Gordon Lightfoot, all that stuff from the seventies mm-hmm. that that my mom would would listen to, and you know the you know mm-hmm. Ray Charles would always be slant, uh, thrown in okay. there. And, you know, stuff from from the sixties, mm-hmm. Smokey Robinson for sure. But you know, yeah. it, it, and then. You develop your own taste. You find maybe an older brother or an older cousin or an older sister, somebody that's got some records and they'll say, hey, check this out and drop that mm-hmm. on the on the platter and say, Let, let's take a listen to this. Let's broaden your horizons. Yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, yeah. all right. Before I before I ask you who broadened your horizons, uh, your grandma was singing uh, gospel music. What was your favorite gospel song? What? I guess. They sang, um, let me see what, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, oh, here we go. You are to take the Lord with you, children, everywhere you go. You are to take the Lord with you, children, everywhere you go. And then she would just, it was just, oh, just so beautiful. Oh my goodness! Yeah. You just kept her alive forever and ever, as you alluded. You you say that their your your grandparents are gone by now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just keep them alive with that with remembering what song she was singing to you, 
And oh, that's that's how you keep people alive forever and ever. You know, oh, in your memories and, and through your music, that's how you're going to keep them alive. Now, who was that person? All right, your your grandpa was was making you listen to country music and gospel yeah, music. That's all I knew. I wouldn't even call it making me. You know, we just couldn't touch the radio and change the station, but I loved it. I loved every minute of it. You know, that was, that's who I am. You know, there on that side, you know, that's, that's who I am. You know, just, we lived it and breathed it, you know, just everything, the farm life and, and I don't know, flea markets and selling fruits and going to pick cucumbers, you name it. You know, we, we did, a lot of that so well you alluded uh, that you 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 grew up uh, hanging out in the woods and stuff like that but you just said farm life did they have a farm was there a farm in your family well the farm was on my dad's side and then out in the woods out in the country that part of the country in georgetown outside of georgetown annie village my grandmother's name was annie and uh on on my mom's side that was the woods that was kind of in the sticks but my dad's side was like farm life you know like and kind of that a, that's where I experienced the hillbilly type, you know, things, the barefoot and the running around and hitting rocks with sticks. That's how I learned how to bat. I learned how to bat and played softball in Germany, in Neum, Germany for the YA, the DYA. But I learned how to hit. I, I just threw up little rocks, big rocks. It didn't matter and hit them with sticks to see how far they'd go, you know, get the end of my grandfather's field and. You know, I just, uh, we, we had a, it was a pretty cool life, you know, still is, but, you know, we'll sit. So Teresa Carmody's a jock too, as well as a singer. <laughs> oh, I love, I like, I love sports. Maybe not as much anymore. <laughs> oh, I guess we're finding out these days that, that sports, it really is not the most important thing. There's, there's other things that you got to focus on. You, you find yeah. out, man, you find out in times of, of trouble. But what the most important things are. What are the most important things to you, Teresa Carmody? Oh, you had to ask. I have so many, but the top, <laughs> the, on the top of my list, God and my daughters and the rest of my family, my friends, my fans, and music. So that that's it in a nutshell. And I love to learn, but that's, that's my little, not really a bubble, but whatever <laughs> that is, you know. Well, let's take let's take you through your school life, uh, little 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 Teresa. Uh, you know, you're you're going, you're getting educated all over the world. Uh, what kind of studies are you doing? Uh, you know, from Texas, I guess you're starting in your formative years at twelve and thirteen in Texas. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then and then once you get to Germany, uh, fourteen through eighteen, I'm guessing. Uh, you know what what are you studying like, in school? It was more like. In Texas, like I did really well in Denmark, South Carolina. We hit Texas. Oh my gosh, I was that was that was harder. The school system was just way harder. Um, I hadn't heard of algebra or pre-algebra until we we moved there. I was like, what's this? You know, like seriously. Um, so I kind of struggled when we were there for that year. Then we hit Germany and started kind of taking off again. Um, you know, I was like, okay, wait, maybe I am. Maybe I am smart, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, Germany was just that, just everything, the learning, everything. That's when I started learning how to play the flute and, and I was in choir out there and, you know, it was just beautiful. I had the most wonderful band teacher. 
Mr. Peters. He was so, I don't know. I, he, he was incredible, you know. Um, and then dance. I was on the juven, junior Novatons. So uh, we, we did dances at basketball games, football games, you know. And, and that was a little bit before I ended up, you know, ended up getting stationed. Or my mom got stationed at Fort Carson. But, uh, but yeah, I had Where, so much fun there. Where's Fort Carson? Which one's that one? Colorado, Colorado Springs, Colorado. See, I didn't get the Colorado part. But you know, when did you? Yeah. What what grade were you in when you started the flute? That was like in seventh grade. I want to say seventh grade. Yeah. And then I still play the flute. You know, I played it on a praise team and and different things. So I, I love it. Oh, know? I'm so glad you didn't lose it. A lot of kids they lose the yeah. their little instruments when they get out of school. But yes, keep that flute with you. That way, when you get up on stage, uh, you know, and people people are expected to hear, you know, singing and dancing and moving around. But then she breaks out the flute and you're like blowing minds, blowing minds. Yeah. Just keep that thing hidden. Keep it a secret. And then, bam. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's actually where a lot of my first songwriting started. It was more like classical music, writing classical music. But, you know, it kind of, you know, it it progressed from there, I should say, you know, into writing lyrics, poetry first, lyrics, stories, poems, scripts, you name it. I write all of that. But so, okay, and you got all this, uh, you know, with the little seeds that you were uh, getting in the, in school, you had the, the, yeah. the singing in chorus and then the, the band playing with the flute and then dancing. How, what, what years were all this? What years was the, uh, what was the uh, singing? When did that start? That was the, those were the same years still in Germany. I was in from like seventh grade to basically the beginning of 10th grade. We were there. We oh. came, um, it was September when we left from Ulm, Germany of 88. So all of that from seventh to, well, not 10th, was it seventh to ninth grade? We were there. So it was just really, man. So was it an American school on the base or did you learn in a German school as well? No, we didn't go to a German school. We went to, and we weren't on the base. It it was kind of weird. There was Wiley Post and then we were outside the gate in like in Vorfeld housing. So we went to school right out there in the community outside of the post, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. But, but it, it was wasn't still on the economy, you know. Oh, okay, but it was still an American school. I, I was wondering if you got yeah. any of the of the dance lessons or the music lessons from the any of the German no. uh, teachers at all. No, oh, okay. But you did make no, some I didn't. you did make some German friends. Do you know any of them still I now? Sure yeah, I, I don't I you know what? I'm gonna try to find them on Facebook. I don't remember. I think I might have like their last names in my photo book, you know, in my photo album. I have them, the pictures and everything. And I, I would love to look them up because they were such sweethearts. I'm telling you, I have like about five, five good friends from the German economy. You know, that's all you yeah. need in this world. Five pretty good friends, you know, for sure. I guess you have to look them up on Das Facebook. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I can try though, but it's worth it, you know. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I mean, you you develop long lasting relationships, that, you know. But it's hard when you're moving around so much. But the good thing yeah. you get is you get a well rounded education. You get to see what it's like in other countries. People that that think you know the kids. <laughs> sounding old in three, two, one. The kids in this country don't know how good they got it until they go to another country yep. and find out, ooh, Seriously. 
Yeah. Yeah. I recently found that out too. I, I'm, and I wasn't a kid. I went to um, Ireland recently and well, not recently, sorry. Well, in the 2000s, you know, but I went out there and I think it was my daughter had just my young, my older daughter had just turned seven. And that was in 2000, 2003, I want to say. But, you know, I went over there saying, hey, I'm going to go make my career over in Ireland. You know, we can stay there and I can come back and get my daughter. And, you know, after that experience, we had a good time. We had a nice time. But the culture shock, I didn't realize how I don't want to say bad, but um, let's just say I was thankful to be back in America. I had a great time there, but I, that opened my eyes. You know, and seeing Brussels and, you know, I said, I guess we're going to go back home. We're not staying here. Um, we'll go back home. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Let's it's go different. back to America. Sorry. So no, for no, it's different. It definitely is different going around the world. I've never been out of this continental United States. You know, I've been all oh. over the United States, but I've never been outside. And I want to. And all I all I get, I'm living vicariously through you, Teresa Carmody, right now. Oh. You know, learning from you. Yeah. Ireland's definitely a place I want to go because I've heard of the Emerald Isles and everything's wonderful there. But I mean, hey, people yeah. are people all over the world. There's good and bad, yeah. no matter where you go. so yeah and and you find hey you know pretty much home is is uh probably the best and and you have people that uh that care for you as well your family that's pretty important you know and people you know parents grandparents cousins those are the people that are probably going to back back you up for the rest of your life did you have any brothers and sisters yes i have three i have two sisters and one brother all younger (laughs) <laughs> well, how, how did Only, how were they growing up? And and you could brag on them. What did they end up being? They were so cool. Like, well, it's a little bit sad. Um, I used to get picked on when I was younger, right? Um, I never really fit in uh, out in Denmark in, in school. And I had one best friend there. Um, she ended up she ended up you know dying uh, when I was out in Colorado, but um. Uh, I was, I turned into being the protector as soon as, you know, my brothers, my brother and sisters got picked on. That's when I started sticking up for something. And, uh, and it was almost like they were my, they weren't my kids, of course, but it was like they were. And I, I, I loved it. They could follow me anywhere they wanted to. And, and, you know, I'd say, come on, let's go. Like they're little ducklings, you know, like, let's go. And we're still like that. I love my sisters and my brother, you know. That's cool um, that you become the protector. I was the oldest myself, and I would beat up my yeah. little brother until he got taller than me, and then he would beat <laughs> me up. <laughs> and he got too too old to pick on. <laughs> but, uh, you know, boys will be boys. I had a little sister, too, you know, and I, I you know, definitely cared yeah. for her, uh, you know, my, my little my little stepsister. But, uh, you know, yeah. I, you're alluding to, uh, I, I, do, did your parents stay together their, your whole life? Yeah. Um, yeah, my parents were together. My dad died in 2018, April 2018, so two years ago. And it was right before right before his 58th birthday. Wow. Wait, what am I talking about? 58, 60, 68, right before his 69th birthday, he died. And they were married that year, 40... It, it was 46 years or would have been, no, a little bit after 46 years is when he had, you know, passed on. But 
So amazing. Yeah. My parents, you know, they split up when I was a baby and, and I have a 14 year old daughter and she's yeah. only known her parents together, loving parents. Yeah. I, you know, I, I try to convince her how good she has it. You know, that, that she has yeah. parents that are still together, never, you know, never going to get gonna come apart. They love, we love each other and, and yeah. we love her as well. And that's nice to have mm-hmm. parents that, that yeah. work yeah. together to raise a family, you know, and it looks like that's what they did. They raised some, some good kids and you, you're speaking already very highly of your brothers and sisters. I mean, what, what are they up to? What did they end up doing? Well, let's see my, my sister right under me, <clears throat> excuse me. She's like about four years younger than me. Um, and she's, she taught her, her, my niece and nephew from preschool all the way to graduation, graduating high school. And they graduated early. So she taught them from, from, you know, very small to older. And my sister actually never ended up getting her actual high school diploma, but then she ends up teaching, you know, and I just thought she did a beautiful job. You know, she's uh, really smart and, and those kids are so smart. And my, my sister under her, well, Matt and Sharon, they're twins. Um, they're the youngest, you know, but Sharon's older than Matt. And uh, Sharon, she ended up going in the Navy. And that's how she met her husband, my brother-in-law. And um, I love that. You know, just uh, I always look at her like, oh, my gosh, I'm so proud of you. Because I tried to join the Army. And it, I ended up getting, like, honorably discharged like you. I was supposed to go to the MEP station and... Well, anyways, yeah, it was two days Sharon, before I was supposed to go in. I, I got, uh, you know, I was supposed to go get shipped off. I got in a motorcycle wreck. Oh well, <laughs> it happens. Life, life goes Sorry. on. But yes, tell, tell, man, tell me about the twins. That's instant, instant popularity. Oh. Being a twin, <laughs> yeah, they were so. There, Sharon was the quiet one. She's still, she's still kind of quiet. She'll pop up on Facebook here and there. Hey, sis, love you, sis. A lot more than before. And then my brother, you know, he was always kind of like the outgoing one. And, you know, in the dance groups, we had dance groups going on and all kinds of wild stuff. And, uh, you know, Matt was just totally into sports. He wanted to be a professional football player until he got injured. So from that, he ended up, he was really hurt once he had gotten injured, right? And from that, he started saying, he started singing. You know, and, and now he, he sings to this day, but, um, I, you know, I felt kind of bad him wanting to be a, a pro football player going to singing, but now he considers, considers it like a blessing, you know, kind of a blessing in disguise. So, um, yeah. Yeah. You never know where life's going to take you. That's uh, have you ever sang with your brother? Oh yeah, definitely. We, we like not, not like, you know, recording wise, but like all, all throughout the years, all of us were singing, you know, but I need to come up with something and try to, he also, he has a studio, like an in-home studio. Um, but we're trying to figure out what we can get going as far as like some kind of duet, get something going together, you know, That's pretty cool. and my, my younger sister under me sings also Christian contemporary. That's so, pretty uh, cool. Like, a, like you said in the beginning, it's in the blood. You could not yeah. help but be talented, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you, it sounds like you have really cultivated yours. You, you really went for it. You bet on yourself. Yeah. Have you, have yeah. you, did you have anything to fall back on? Did your mom say, Hey, you better go to school and fall back on something. Did you go to school for anything? 
college? Well, yeah, I went to school. I actually went to, I studied radio, television, telecommunications Mm -hmm. at Pikes Peak Community College and then Soch Krim at CSU, CSU Pueblo. Mm -hmm. So um, those didn't, I mean, the radio, television, telecommunications had a lot to do with, you know, music. And I loved it. The radio stations interning, interning at the television stations and I was a weekend editor at KRDO. Um, yeah, it was always oh, so much fun. But as far as like, what is it like, uh, as far as like anything in music, really like specifically, you know, like singing or, or anything, I haven't really had that much, you know, training as a little bit in high school with the choir. Right. And, um, yeah. No, but the radio and television, it, all, all it re- when I went to radio school, it, it really, yeah. it taught me about microphones. It taught me a little bit about real, <laughs> the, the first radio school that I went to back in 86 was te- teaching me about reel to reel. So I know how to splice tape. You know, I think that was the yeah. first thing they teach you is how to splice tape. And then, um, wow. you know, as the electronics came in, I went back to radio school in the early 2000s to learn about the different electronic stuff that was coming out, cool edit and, and pro tools and that kind of thing. Yeah. And the new microphones and new cameras, but yeah, it gives you a good base. Uh, you know, you said your brother has a studio. I mean, think, I think yeah. for about a thousand bucks, anybody that's out there that could probably get a pretty decent studio, a decent mic yeah. with a mixer and a computer that could, you know, yeah. get a, get a good demo. I'm guessing you have some kind of a recording studio in your house that you could do things. I, all I have is a microphone. I don't have any kind of studio. You know, I, I'm starting to kind of piece together things and figure this out, figure that out, trying to do it on my own, especially at times where you don't have a lot of money, you know, and then that's kind of what I've had to deal with throughout the years. Like, oh, like I'll have money, but not extra for my music, you know, and, and that's, you know, even, even through gigs, it's, it wasn't really enough to make it on, you know, like, so, um, yeah, I'm building it piece by piece. I have my little studio microphone now, you know, and, and I have my iPad and I have my laptop and, you know, and I'll go from there, you know, whatever, whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing, I'll build something. <laughs> well, let's delve into your music career. I mean, since, since I got you here, Teresa Carmony, uh, you know, you started, if you look at your bio, it says you're an independent BMI. What does all that mean? Yeah. And when did that start? <laughs> um, well, independent just means I haven't been signed yet and or haven't been signed. I, hope, I say yet in hopes of being signed. Um, and then BMI just means that I'm registered. My music is registered with BMI. The music I did with my former band in Colorado Springs, all female band, our music is registered. And then also you know, music from both of my, well, my EP and my single. So they recommend that you have your songs copyrighted. You're a member of BMI or ASCAP or, you know, whatever else, the the other ones out there. So I'm registered with BMI, just meaning they collect your royalties for you. They find your royalties and different things, you know. Well, definitely brag on the female band. Tell the people what that is, especially if you get if you make a little money off of that. Put them on your Spotify. Yeah, it's Monica's Cigar. Our album, well, it was like a garage band album. It wasn't anything like, I mean, it was big to us, but it wasn't a professional, you know, album. But um, that one has some really great music on it. Really, really good music. 
Uh, and I never had an album. Uh, That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was fun. All female. It was just we were alternative to grunge, but we did classic rock. The covers is classic rock, uh, country, oldies, you name it. How many you know, pieces just, in the band? It was like there were four of us. Okay, so just like lead sing me lead singer and then there was lou she would play the guitar lead guitar rhythm guitar she play she plays everything she all kinds of instruments and then there was renati our drummer she ended up dying huh. um and then there was roxy the bassist so um do you keep in touch when with we them? finally found, say that one more time i'm sorry do you keep in touch with them yeah I, I keep in touch with lou roxy i don't know where she is i've tried to find her on you know on facebook but uh, Lou, me and Lou has a band. After all this time, she has a band out in Florida. She lives in Miami, Florida. Hey, and, uh, right, my old it house. Sound really good, you know. That's and, um, cool. Yeah. So from there, were you were you writing some of the music? You you alluded that you're somewhat a cover cover band as well, but you were writing some of the music in that that group as well. Yes, we did mostly our originals, and we throw in the covers, the oldies, the classic rock of the country. But um, of course, I wanted to sing country when they found me or, or when I, you know, when we found each other, I was kind of shooting for, you know, to a country band. And then I found them and we didn't even have a style at first. I just started writing. They play music and I started writing our first the name of our first song was called Velvet Girl. And, you know, I was just like I, I just started writing it and they started jamming and I was like, you know, we just meshed. It was just. It was beautiful, you know, and just kind of took off from there. I think while we were together, I wrote probably, I want to say about 25, 26, 27 songs, somewhere around there. And they're all, they're all out there to be found. Can you find them out there yeah. in, the, in the world? So, no, not, <laughs> not all of them. We have, when she recorded our album, it was like, I think there are 10 songs on the album, but the rest of them, you know, we just kind of like perform, like a lot of them we perform live and, you know, and just uh, in little delis, little cafes and wherever, you know. Um, so yeah. what, what was the response to that, T Teresa Carmody? Well, did, did, did you we get fans? Say that one more time. Did you get fans that kept, that kept following you from she gig said, to gig? Yes, we did. We had that. And then where I messed up, I messed up. I went to Ireland <laughs> and they sort of felt like not th that I left them behind, but they were just kind of like, Oh, you're just going to go take off and go on a trip. And you know, so I kind of messed that one up because a little bit after what I came back, we, we kind of, we didn't go our separate ways right away, but it, eventually we just ended up drifting. They're like, you need to concentrate on country anyway. And you know, we just kind of, we fell apart. Yeah, um, it, but you, your trip to Ireland, you already said it's a learning experience. You went out there to yeah. try to find your fortune, you know, because a lot of times <laughs> as much as as we think of people from England and the UK and people with these cool accents to us, they sound, wow, that's a cool accent. You go to Germany. Wow, that's a pretty cool accent. French, same thing. You know, yeah. Africa, same yeah. thing. Oh, that's a cool accent. Asia. Yeah. And then we go over there and we're a commodity. You know, with our American exactly. accent, we, we, wow, that's a pretty cool American accent. Uh, and exactly. then we, hopefully we become, you know, that that's what you were trying to do was trying to find your your fame as a, a, a commodity, a, a novelty of sorts to yeah. them. 
basically, it, it yeah. didn't pan out. And I knew in Ireland, just music is totally appreciated. England, Ireland, you know. So I was like, maybe I could you do something here and, and just, you know, in all honesty, I did have, he was a boyfriend at the time. We were kind of, you know, they had been in America and, and that was another reason I went over there. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always something. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've chased, yeah. I've chased girls around this, uh, this country plenty of times <laughs> to, to, <Yeah. laughs> to my demise quite often <laughs> that happens. And you chased mm-hmm. one all the way to Ireland. I guess that's pretty far. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he was here and then yeah. he ended up getting, you know, going back. They were on a Welsh visa program yeah. and, um, you know, whatever papers that is or whatever. But he ended up, you know, he's working at the Broadmoor Hotel in Colorado Springs and him and one of my another there were like three or four of them had to go back of our friends. Um, and we were like, we're going to go there. I went there for him, you know, mostly. Yeah. But um, but also my friend Carrie Barry, they, they they're all they were all sweet. They're all cool. Yeah, you know. Um, but it yeah, didn't pan she, out. It didn't pan out in Ireland. So you're back. You, um, you, yeah, you, you came back. You went. You went from Ireland back to South Carolina. Then not back to Colorado. No, I went back to right back to Colorado. Oh, yeah. And you tried yeah. to get the band back together, and they said no. Um. Well, no. We we still performed and everything. But you know the, the air was different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the oh, yeah. it it changed. They were just kind of like, oh, you can just up and leave us like that. You know, we. You know what I'm saying? And I regretted it. I well, I didn't regret it. I shouldn't say that. No, no. But learning, learning. You know, I felt really bad. You know about that, but yeah. But after we tried that, for probably another three, four months, and then after that, we kind of went our separate ways. So. Hey, but- but you got those 10 songs out there. That's beautiful. People can listen to that. It's yeah. a good part of your life. That's a, a memory that you have. So after that band broke up, uh, where did you go from there? Were you BMI back then already? No. Oh. Recently, like, let's see. I got signed up with BMI. I want to say a little before, either around the time I moved back to South Carolina in 2015. I want to say that's when I started looking more into it. It's also when I started recording more songs and, you know, trying to get my EP together. And, you know, I, I just, it's a kind of a learning process, of course, with the music business. Like, you know, I learned so much and I'm like, oh, I need to be registered. I need to do this. I need to do that. And, you know, throughout the years, I never really knew that, yeah, you know, it was just. That's one thing they you don't know. teach you when you're learning about things, especially in, in radio and music. You know, if, when you're learning how to sing, you're learning how to sing from your diaphragm. But what they should yeah. be teaching you is the business part of it. Because I've talked yeah. to so many people on this podcast that have been slapped around by the music business. You say that you, you're an unsigned artist or, or you're an independent artist. You haven't been signed yet. Maybe it's better no. you don't get signed. Maybe it's, maybe yeah, it's better that you yeah. do it all yourself and, and make all the profits from that. But there is advantage yeah. to being signed. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. they'll, okay, maybe being signed with somebody, they'll move a million units, you get $100,000. But yeah. if you are not signed, you move 100,000 units, you make $100,000. You know, so yeah. there's advantage to both because they're, they're going to try mm-hmm. to, they're going to try to rip you off. <laughs> they're they're not there yeah. for you. They're That's there for right. them. Yeah. But have, yeah. have you ever been approached by anybody to to get signed? Here, sign on the dotted line. Here's an advance. 
I have, I, uh, yeah, like a couple uh, labels and, you know, with me, I try to do my research. I don't know that much about it, you know, honestly, and I don't want to sit here pretending like I do, but I don't, I don't know much of the business side of it. I'm, I'm learning, you know, Oh yeah. but I was approached and I like to do my research first and see what they are wanting from me, what they'd be demanding from me or, or whatever it is. And, you know, I just kind of go from there. And I ended up, I think I've turned about two people, you know, two, two labels down. I didn't really know what they were about or whether they could even really help me. Right. You know, so, you know, just, yeah, hopefully one day somebody will say, hey, let's go, girl. You know? <laughs> well, for now, Teresa Carmody, who's helping you to record your music? Do you have a studio pretty close that you that you record with or somebody that, that can edit for you? Not at all. My, well, in Colorado Springs, that's where I recorded my five song EP, Carolina Country. Hey. Um, that was at <laughs> North Star Studios in Colorado Springs, Rick Green. He is incredible. He, he played all the instruments except for the drums. You know, we brought in a studio musician for the drums, but on Carolina Country, my former producer played all of that music except for the drums. And he's incredible, you know, within like per song, I'd say he'd come up with it in not even an hour. He'd put it together and I just loved it, you know. And then my, my um, Happy, my latest single that was released last year, I ended up recording that on BandLab, the BandLab app. And it's an app my older daughter told me about. It, it's incredible. I'm telling you, I got my iPad, my little mini microphone, little mini, my mini microphone and just stayed up all night. And I think I released the song the next day. I've seen that mini microphone. That thing sounds pretty good. It really does. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. But, you know, I had to I had to graduate to a better microphone. Hey, and it's um, good that you have kids that that are teaching you about yeah. all this new stuff, this newfangled equipment. Yeah. Yeah, totally, yeah. I definitely got a, a lot of ins get a lot of insight from my 14 year old. And in turn, she teaches my wife a lot of things as well. <laughs> so so it, it's cool, yeah. you know, uh, to keep in touch with the kids. You know, me, I, I, I'm a DJ, so I get to, to and I always I always wonder at 51, am I too old to be DJing at proms? And I go, nope, nope, no, nope, rocking, doing just fine. I keep in touch. Again. But this Carolina country, did you write all those songs? I did. I yeah. did actually. Altogether, I probably have, I have a little over 80 songs that I've written altogether. Not just country, but alternative country, Christian contempt, you know, yeah, about 80 songs. No but limits. I wrote every last one of those. There's still more songs that, you know, that I want to put out there and, and record, you know. A lot of it I don't have music to, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, it's kind of hard when I don't play guitar. Yeah, so I was, I was just going to Ask you about that. All, yeah, yeah, if all you're playing is the flute, when you go to your producer and you say, "Hey, I got this song," are you humming the melody? Or are you going la 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 la? I do. I already know. I already have the melody in my head. Um, like for straight up, that one's on Carolina Country. You know, I just I don't know what you've been through. I don't know, but I seem to like you with your style and grace. And he's sitting there. He's just, you know, his wheels are turning, just sitting there and with his guitar and we just do like a little scratch track, you know, with me singing and him playing and 
everything comes together from there. Now, some of them, some of them, Happy started out with the music from Band Lab. It was, you know, somebody that actually created the music on there and they were looking for vocals to it. So I ended up putting, you know, writing, I listened to it and I, I was kind of goofing around, you know, I was like, you make me happy. And I thought that I was like, I don't, I, can I sing like that? You know, can I never thought I would have a more modern country sound, whatever you pop ish, you know, right. and I was playing around and my, both of my daughters were laughing at me like, uh, you know, and, and I said, you know what? I kind of like it. You know, I kind of, I'm digging it. And from there, I just started, you know, writing the rest of it. I, like I said, I stayed up all night and I recorded it. Next day, I released it after touching it up a little bit. And, you know, I was like, let's put it out. <laughs> you know, yeah, it sounds like your producer. Yeah. That's a good team to have. That he He's yeah. so talented that he could play all those instruments. But I mean, where are you getting oh, all yeah. the inspiration to write these songs? And I'm glad that you don't have any limits. I'm glad that you go yeah. country, pop, rock, soul, whatever, yeah. wherever you want to go, yeah. gospel, you, wherever you want to go, no limits. Yeah. And, and all this is on the same EP, that five, is it a five uh, single EP? Five what kind of yes. song? What kind of songs are on those on that EP? Uh, it's more like do me like do me like this, do me like that is more of a almost like a bluesy kind of country. Uh, I don't really know what you know what label it would have. Yeah, straight up is more of a rockish kind of rock country rock. Um, uh, it takes one to know one is more of a two stepping kind of country song, almost like a, a traditional kind of sound. Yeah, and then um. And then Amy, that's straight country. You know, it's like totally traditional country. See, Teresa um, Carmody, don't put it in the box. That you, you have so much in you, and it doesn't matter what somebody else will compare it to. It's it's yeah. all Teresa Carmody. It's all yeah. Teresa Carmody music. Is that the way you branded yourself all over the internet, Teresa Carmody? That's it, Teresa Carmody, just straight out. You know, my ex-husband actually hit me up on Facebook one time. He said, I see you kept my last name. I was like, <laughs> he's like, at least you got something good out of it. I was like, hey. but yeah, you know, like, um, yeah. Is he the um, father of the girls? No, he's not. That's my, well, first husband. We married when I was 19. He was 21. And for like seven years, you know, I was kind of just not with anybody after we divorced. But um, then I met Jay and that, that didn't work. <laughs> it happens. It, it happens. At all. That, that's that, that's um, not the reason I asked the question. I was just wondering, you know, cause you say you got the last name from the, from your ex-husband, yeah. and, but yeah. you got the daughters from the other husband. Hey, that's beautiful. Yeah. You, you uh -huh. did good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, let's just, <laughs> my first, my first husband, that's my older daughter's dad. And then I was engaged to my younger daughter's dad years later. You, you don't forget how old I am here. <laughs> I'm You're not old. We're not but, too old for uh, this. <laughs> they're about 15 years apart. Her and my older daughter, 15 years. So Yeah, I got, uh, I got one of those situations. I was 23 with the first one. And then yeah. and she, I guess that was 96. Yeah, I guess they're about. I don't know, 12 years apart, something like that. So yeah. Yes. 
my oldest daughter just oh. just made me a grandpa. <laughs> oh, congratulations! Yay, hey, Mazel Tov. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, you know, it, families are, are are different all over the world. It's it's an American yeah. family. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but uh, hey, you came up with these these great kids. You got a career yeah. that's that's blossoming. Uh, that, yeah. that that you've been working on since since uh, you know you were twelve, I guess. <laughs> you know, since seventh grade. Um, I was well, yeah. I was on stage first at at age. I think I was about eight, nine years wow. old. The mystery blossom, you know, pageant, and then the writing music was about about twelve ish, thirteen ish, somewhere thirteen with the flute. <laughs> Amazing. And then watch me go, no, wait a minute. It was before that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just, uh, just started flourishing from, you know, basically when we hit Germany, it started flourishing. And, and um, you know, I really, I used to go to karaoke a long time ago, like, like only karaoke. <laughs> and I was songs. I was writing all these songs and, <clears throat> excuse me, the main person, <clears throat> hold on, the main person that kind of got me into recording and into finding a band was my brother, my younger brother, and, or he's my only brother. But he used to say, like, you know, throughout the years, he'd have his friends over. And I said, you know, Matt, you know, we grew up on country music. He'd go, no, we didn't. You know, he was embarrassed. And, <laughs> and years later, like, you know, a few years later, he heard one of my songs and he goes, Teresa, did you you wrote that? And I said, Yeah. You know, he's like, what are you doing with all this music? And I said, I'm, I just, I write. I, just, I was just writing. I, I didn't go performing. I wasn't performing anywhere. I was just writing music, writing song lyrics. And he was like, he said, you're not in a band. You, you're not, you, you just go to karaoke and sing. Like, you need to do something, you know, get in the studio. And when he said that to a, my country song, when he said that, I just really went, you love it? You know, I didn't know. I, I was just, you know, and then it just kind of took off from there. So, you know. Well, good so on that, your brother. That, really that, that little validation just turned that, mm -hmm. that spark into a flame. That was beautiful. Yeah. Give it up for the brother. Hey, good job. Yeah. You know, without yeah. him, you may have never recorded any music. Yeah, what was your go-to yeah. karaoke song? I get to do a lot of karaoke shows myself. Oh. What's your go-to? Grandpa by the Judds. Grandpa and and crazy Patsy Klein. You are country. Oh. You are country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's your go-to. I mean, you're, you don't have to put yourself in a box, but but that is definitely no. the roots that that Grandpa and Grandma uh, definitely yeah. put into you by keeping that radio on. Do not touch that dial. Mm -hmm. It stays right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cool. Totally. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm having a blast learning about you, Teresa Carmody. Uh, so people can yeah. find all the music. I mean, what? All right. Now that we're locked down, are we, were you gigging full time? Was that your full time job? Oh, gosh. Gigging. I haven't gigged in like it's been a long time. It's been a while. Like, seriously, I haven't gigged in, man, a while. And why did I say let's say 2003? 9798 what was i talking about sorry uh, no no sorry I said, no that's okay thinking about no. things. but, but i hadn't, hadn't gigged in like years since monica's cigar but um but now i'm actually trying to find another band or form one and 
with we just moved out to the Columbia area last September. So I'm still kind of like feeling my way around here musically and, you know, trying to find out the best spots to go to or open mics or karaoke spots, wherever, you know, I I don't know where to go. Um, I have a lot of, uh, what do you call it? Like ads on like band mix and uh, reverb nation, different, different things, you know? So, yeah, I mean, um, I know you could find people, you could find people wherever you are and even, you know, this internet thing, it's pretty cool where you could have a drummer, uh, you know, in that part of the world and a um, guitarist in that part of the world and a bassist in that part of the world and then mix it all up in Colorado, maybe, you know, with that guy who was doing helping you do your mixing. But, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whenever somebody comes to the karaoke show, uh, you know, and they have a uh, a backing track, I've had a lot of singers that have had their their music and I'll say, yeah, three minutes is three minutes here. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you have your backing tracks that you could take to karaoke shows and open mics? I have, yeah, I have one to Happy, Happy, but I don't have one to Carolina Country. And the reason being is I cannot get a hold at all of Rick Green. I keep trying to, maybe he'll see this one day. <laughs> I need to get a hold of him and get the, you know, the, just the instrumental part, the backing track from him you know, of all my recordings. And then I can kind of take it out there. Otherwise I'm kind of like, I can't do Carolina country at all. Yeah. You, you know, start all over again. No, you would have to have, some, you would have to have somebody who knew how to play, uh, listen to the songs and try to recreate yeah. it. And it just won't be exactly the same, but my goodness. Exactly. Yeah. You need to find this guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I know I look at your social media and I, I see you using that smool smool app that people like Spiel, and however you say it. Yeah, smool app and you have your little microphone there, but it does. It sounds so good. It makes me makes me happy when when it comes through my feed and I go, Oh, let me take a listen to oh. Theresa Carmody, what's going on there. Oh, that's beautiful. You make you make all the songs so soulful. You feel it. I can feel that you're feeling the songs when you're singing them. You put your heart into it. You know, whether it's yeah. your song or somebody else's. I mean, I, I know I've pretty much only heard somebody else's songs, like when you're doing the 80s stuff, the covers, and it just, you make it your own. You do. You make it your own. Yeah. It sounds beautiful. But, uh, you know, and how- I also don't want to take away, sorry, I don't want to take away from what the artist originally wanted it to sound like. That That's why you hear me sing a lot of, like, I try to stay, for most of the songs, I try to stay as close to the artist as I can. Because I know when I hear a song, I know a lot of people like to take a song and totally make it their own. Like American Idol would say that, you know, you, you made it your own, you turned it into this and that. I don't like that. I don't okay. like to hear that a lot. Sometimes I do, but I don't like it. And, and I'm singing for those people who are just like me. They want to hear that art. They want to, you know, I'm not the artist, but I try to keep it the way that they remembered it. Okay. And, and I love that. You know, it makes a lot of sense what you're saying. Definitely. You know, you could. But um, it, yeah, I, I, I do like the the make it your own, because if you you could just yeah. listen to uh, like uh, Journey, for example, they yeah. they're a huge wow. band. And when Steve Perry left, they had to find yeah. another singer. And then here they went mm-hmm. to the what is it, the Philippines and found Arnold Arnold P- Pineda. And he sounded yeah. just like Steve like, Perry. So uh-huh. for that, I could see. Yeah, you needed somebody to sound just like Steve Perry, and that's what they had. But exactly. for somebody who's doing a cover, you know, you you kind of do yeah. want them to put their own spin on it. 
So there, I guess there's two schools I, of thought. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just not into that. Like, I, I don't know why. I, I like to hear, like, I have so many songs. I have over, I think it's around over 400 songs on social media and on Facebook alone. Over 400 songs I've recorded. And each one, had, there's a memory for almost every song. A memory I had. An, an emotion. Whatever, you know. And, and I tried to just kind of relay that, you know, like get that across. Just whatever feeling I was feeling at the time when I heard it. Yeah. Or when I would hear, you know, and, and uh, I get what you're saying about making it your own, but I just, yeah, I don't know. It does something to me or for me, just, you know, yeah. hearing that artist. And when I hear it changed a lot, I kind of, with me, yeah. I kind of just go, oh, God, same feeling. Oh, by the same and token, it, Teresa Carmody, when I was listening to uh, Ariana Grande, she was on uh, Jimmy Fallon, I think. And she was doing sound alikes. She sounded like Celine Dion. She sounded like yeah. Britney Spears. She sounded like, yeah. you know, she was doing sound alikes. And, and that oh, oh. that's another career you could have. If you like to sound yeah. exactly like the singer, man, you could have yeah. a whole career doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, maybe not exactly like, cause I know, but I do, I do enjoy that. Yeah. Like just, just, I don't know. You don't know how many people have said like, Oh gosh, that brings back this memory or that memory, and I remember where I was when I heard that, and 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 and, and it feels good, and I know how I feel like that too. When I hear people, you know, karaoke or a band or whatever it may be, when I hear somebody, you know, they don't have to like act like the the artist or or you know sound too much like the artist, but just a little bit, even okay. you know, and I'm just like, oh, you know, I just it's just beautiful to me. And, um, yeah, but anyways, <laughs> Oh, I get what you mean, Teresa Carmody. Whenever I go to a karaoke show, I'm very blessed that I have a lot of, uh, of great singers that will try yeah. their very best. And I'll put as much little auto tune or a little echo to make them sound really good, as good as they yeah. possibly can. And when they get off that yeah. stage, they feel like, wow, I was a star. They feel like they're stars yeah, up there, yeah, you know? Yeah, totally. But yeah. you actually are a star. You write your own uh -huh. music and you and you put it oh. out there. It's it can't yeah. be found. Now, yeah, I wish you mm -hmm. had your backing tracks to to help you get some gigs. So what mm -hmm. what are you what are you doing these days as as we're locked down in coronavirus trying to trying to find a band? How are you keeping yourself busy well just well now you know my my i homeschool my my younger daughter she's in the seventh grade she's 12 um i've homeschooled her on and off since she was in kindergarten and um but i don't take all the credit for that it's through connections academy out here Good. you know online public school and then i also like just record on smule that's it i don't really i want to be on stage again yeah you know i I keep, I continue to look on band mix and, and different, you know, other online sources like for bands, musicians, Facebook, you know, but it seems like no matter what I do, it's like, you know, I'll talk to people and, and, you know, a guitarist here and a drummer there or whatever, you know, and a vocalist and, you know, I'll talk to them and either some aren't as serious as I am about it. Like I really want to take this as far as it'll go yeah. or some of them, like well i don't really play that much country 
you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to leave my country out. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. There's somebody somewhere, no, but it, I want the, I want just the right people to form, form a band or, or to be a part of their band, you know? Oh um, yeah. Teresa Carmody. It's, it's hard to find people that will give up a, a lot of their life, a lot of their time to put forth yeah. effort into this. It takes a certain mm-hmm. kind of person or, and for you, a certain mm-hmm. kind of people. It's tough. I mean, it's, it's a whole lot easier, you know, if you can strap on a guitar and just go to a, a a bar and say, Hey, uh, I'll I'll, X amount of money and I'll go play a couple hours uh, on that corner or go sit on the street corner and busk a little bit. I I mean, those guys, I would do that. Totally. I would even sing outside of Walmart. I don't care. I love to sing (laughs) and I want to see people smiling and, and, you know, it's just deep down. I like to see expressions and just uh, just them enjoying themselves, you know. And um, I forgot what else I was going to mention, but um, but yeah, I just that uh, I can't explain it. Just the passion there, just. Well, uh, if, you, if you look here, <laughs> you got me smiling. I'm enjoying talking to you and learning about you. Uh, but uh, you know, I guess I've I've taken a lot of your time. And tell the people how to find you online. And uh, how to find your music and such, Teresa Carmody. Thank you. Y'all can find me on Twitter. Now, I don't have the exact, I think it's like at Teresa Carmody on Twitter. And then the same thing for Smule at Teresa Bottom Dash Carmody. I'm on iTunes. Uh, you know, I have two releases on iTunes, Amazon, on Pandora streaming um and spotify another streaming platform youtube music i have, i think it's youtube artist music or something but i'm you, you know what google me if you google me tons should pop up that you is know, the easiest tons. way i yeah. did i googled you you know, teresa carmody oh. you're easily googled and i will put all yeah. those links in the show notes so people can find all those different links to you hopefully you get lots and lots more followers and, uh, you know, and it, it, as, as time progresses and when you do find a band, come on back. Yeah. I want to talk to you some more and find out more Thanks. about what's going on, you know, and before Definitely. you go, I mean, I guess, uh, some free time for you, uh, anything you, any, any, any other avenues you want to explore? You want to brag on what the daughters are doing? You said your, uh, your 12 year old is getting homeschooled. Good job. <laughs> your voice, your voice cut out a okay. little bit. Someone uh, you, you want to me? I'm so sorry. Yeah, you, know, you want to um, brag on the kids, or or you want to talk about anything else, or you know, we can wind I, this I, thing down. I <laughs> I think that's pretty much that's pretty much the most of it there. Other than I want to find a band, y'all remember that, <laughs> um, or form one, and just you know. Everybody keep listening to my music. I love the support. I appreciate the support when I'm singing. I'm not just singing just to sing, but I'm singing. It might sound cheesy, but for you. So, um, so yeah, thank you for all the support. If you support me, I appreciate you. I'm grateful, you know, for me. All right. Teresa Carmody. I usually finish these things off with last, last words for the people. Uh, so this yeah. could be some words to live by something that you heard in your past, you know, that you've been living, living by these words for a long, long time, or it could just be whatever pops into your head at this particular time. Mm-hmm. Teresa Carmony, last words for the people. Yeah. Uh, well, my, 
Logo is changing the world and people's hearts one song at a time. So um, I just, uh, I think that the way the world is today, the things that are going on here, you know, since COVID and, um, and um, other social issues, um, I believe that I really, I know that I can't change the whole world. You know what I mean? From singing or from, from talking to people. But, you know, if everyone could just want, just try to love, love more, you know, and, and just show love, I guess, um, you know, even that helps. Even if just one or two people hear you or see you or you can make a difference in people's lives, you know, and, and uh, just all the, the, what is it? The protesting, the looting, crazy, whatever it is, people, you know, degrading other people, ethnicities and, and skin colors. I think it's all ridiculous. But um, I think uh, if people would start just, you know, being being kind more, you know, I think uh, uh, eventually other people would catch on. And I'm hoping, you know, and um, music is one way to do that. It spreads to many. Well, there you have it, party people. Teresa Carmody, find her everywhere. Google her. She likes to be Googled. <laughs> Check out her music. Check out the music from the past. And now she wants to put a band together. Yeah. So if you're in the South Carolina area, I guess the south part of South Carolina is what she alluded to. She said that she hasn't been to the north part. So if you're anywhere in the area and you play some instruments, hey, you could use a good front girl. Uh, a pretty a pretty lady in the front singing a song for you. How about that? She writes her own songs. She comes up with some melodies and you play along. My goodness, she will add some flavor to your life. <laughs> Teresa Carmody, thank you so much for being on the show and telling a little bit about your story and how you came to be. All the, the traveling around the world and, and you know, with, the, with mom in the army. That's fantastic. And the cooking. I, I I think you're going to give out get, get a lot of people that want to get that recipe from you. <laughs> I have no idea what that recipe what that food is, but it sounded delicious the way you described it. <laughs> All right, I'm excited to hear more in the future as time progresses. When you get that band back together, you make sure you come back on the show. I want to hear more about you, Teresa Carmody. Thank you so much for being on. What makes you famous? Now, turning my attention to you. Yes, you, the loyal listener. If you would like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at RadioWhat.com. <sighs> That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link 
paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keysdan.com. thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some words to live by when it comes to going after what you love in life don't take no for an answer a public service message from radio what.com the music you want Tweet, tweet, yo. Follow Radio What on Twitter at Radio What Twit. Tweet, tweet, yo.